Desmond matey, how be life on the high seas? Scott, you old salty dog. The scurvy's gotten me, and I ain't doing too hot. I've got pock marks and uh, problem skin. Well, I got the vitamin C for you, if, if you'd like. Only if it's in a chewable tablet, Scotty. Uh, ar, no, no. Uh, my, it seems like it's been a fortnight since, or two, perhaps since a carrier pigeon from ye old Peter has arrived. Yes, and and what's that? I hear the old foghorn of a uh, incoming wooden ship that totally had a foghorn coming in. <laughs> it's we have uh, we have a visitor from the far off land of Boston. Boston. Uh, greetings, fellow travelers. Uh, Peter, it's been such a long time since we've seen you. It's so good that we should be here at your time of arrival. Here, let's tie the ship uh, to the the, the, the dock. <laughs> uh, and you make your way off that ship, and uh, you make sure you have your oakum to uh, shove in the, any crevice <laughs> to prevent leakage. Oakum? Yeah, oakum. All right. All right, well, it's like uh, a uh, cloth thing. Uh, yeah, I didn't. Stop and get Any seafarer knows what oakum is. Yeah, well, um, I, I didn't uh, get any. So, um, okay. so this is going to yeah. go down the ship. Peter's arrived! Yeah, He's hello. returned! Hello! Hello. Well, at least we'll, we'll hope to, you know, uh, get a, a quick best of season three episode under our belts before your ship sinks and before you have to sail back. But for now... We're here. We're here. Uh, recording. Yeah. Welcome back to Prequel Sequel Remake, folks. Uh, it's been a while. We've missed you, and I hope you've missed us. And, uh, you know, we capped out season three on a really high note with one of our favorite movies, Miami Connection. But as tradition has uh, shown, we always like to uh, round up the best of the, the block and just tell you what some of our favorite episodes of the past season were. Um, you know, I, if you're listening now, I'm sure you've heard them, but uh, we're going to tell you anyway because uh, we want to. You know, we've done a lot of movies on this show. Face Off. Deep Blue Sea. Volcano. Space Jam. Waterworld. Ferris Bueller's Day Off. Kazam. Spice World. Ready Player One. Train Quest. Shark Tale. The Rock. Castaway. The Fifth Element. Pineapple Express. Howard the Duck. Matilda. Wild Wild West. Shaun of the Dead. Matthew Blackheart. Monster Smasher. Beetlejuice. 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 Wreck-It Ralph. Tank Girl. Jack Frost. Con Air. Good Burger. Is the Super Mario Bros. Dirty Work. E.T. And Miami Connection. Wow, that is a lot of movies. And that's not even counting uh, the other episodes where we just talk about movies instead of write them. Yeah. you know, we should call it prequel, sequel, remix because of all the mixing of the genres that we do. Ooh. I mean, we're taking jazz and we're mixing it with... Uh, more jazz and uh, 
you know, some, I don't know, hip-hop, hopefully, in there. Yeah, a little bit. It's like... Uh, Those yeah, actually go together really well. Yeah, like Jazz do. and hip-hop. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. yeah. You know, fucking chill beats to study and still just try to study hip-hop to <laughs> 24-7 live stream with the lo-fi, the tech uh, mix with the... <laughs> it's good stuff. Good chill beats to study to, to relax. But as you've been saying, yes, I mean, there's a lot of movies we've covered. I mean, we're the same people who did a, a, a series... Dissertation on on the Blade films when we really didn't have to, and I don't think we're ever going to do something like that again. No, because uh, I think not. Trinity was pretty much left in the the gutter. <laughs> Even though you gotta love Wesley Snipes looking like a fucking skier. Yeah, or yeah, or is the CGI eyelids? That was a great moment <laughs> when he was too lazy to open his eyes for. No, it wasn't that he was too lazy. He just refused. <laughs> <laughs> Refused to open his eyes for a shot. <laughs> oh uh, yes, I didn't remember that. But, uh, uh yeah, that was that was a. <laughs> we so much research. <laughs> yeah, so <laughs> much research. We went in depth. We gotta see what really happened. Um, I mean, there was the uh, talk. I mean, this obviously never materialized yet. You know, maybe we'll see if there's a little bit of uh, interest for this. But uh, you know, remember Desmond, you were talking about doing a series on all the Land Before Time movies. Oh yes. Um, and you know what? That's something, like, I'll put it out there. I obviously want my co-host, Brave and True, on that with me, but if it has just a bunch of bullshit that you two want nothing to do with, just turn the mic on. I'll, I'll give the I'll give the breakdown on <laughs> I mean, We should just do, like, a live stream <laughs> event where you, like, oh, watch it for, like, a week um, straight or oh, something. No. I mean, how long... How lo you, have you figured out how long... Like, try to figure out how long the consecutive runtime is. Jesus. All of them combined. I'm going to say it's probably 70 minutes times 11 movies, 11 or 12 movies. 12 movies. Oh, no, no. I think there's like 14 or 15. I have the whole set. This way, I bought the whole DVD set, and like two days later, they went on streaming and they've remained like on. Uh, it's either Amazon or Netflix. They're all available. And I did start watching them. I got like through the beginning of three and my notes just dwindle off i'm down to do it i so please hey tweet at us yeah um, pre-sequel cast yeah uh, noting that would have been professional um <laughs> on my end but uh I, I would love to still do it i think it's great content and i think it's the content you crave and i'm the dino man desi desi boy oh god um, the dino man desi can boy. i can i say i think we they should also tweet anybody else too you know because that's a way of viral marketing where if you're tweeting at some random guy hey prequel sequel remake why don't you do this episode people are going to be like that's not me i don't know who you're you, you're messaging the wrong guy uh Tw I think you're talking to the wrong person <laughs> but i'm going to check out this podcast now because you know i'm going to see what this is all about so Please do that. Tweet at AOC about our podcast. Yeah, tweet at Javier CG. Bardem about our podcast. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dude, you really want him showing up at your doorstep in, in, in Boston, Peter? And I'd be like, like oh, it's a, it's a very attractive man at my door. Hello. Yeah. He's attractive with a huge caveat. Uh, that uh, caveat, sorry. Uh, yeah. That uh, he also like could be a demon. Um, he's very intimidating. <laughs> he is a very intimidating man. And I'm not even talking about, I'm not just using the Anton Chigurh look. It's just like, in, maybe I'm associating with that because of uh, uh, Mother. Well, that's that? A, that, was, that one was he's good. He's scary in that. That one was a little, uh, it was great. It was very uncomfortable. And I think that it accomplished that because it set out to do that. Look, the thing about Mother is I didn't grow up with any religion. So all that like allegory shit, like just over my head and I'm like oh this is a cool story oh, why was he missing a, why was that guy missing a rib it's about uh, Ed Harris uh, coming to people's houses and smoking no smoking. I removed the, Ed Har I removed the rib so I could you know 
yeah. like Marilyn Manson. Yeah. <laughs> ever since yeah, I, like, ever since I removed this rib, I quit smoking with Chantix. Hell yeah! That was uh, a big. That was a that was a big running gag uh, this, se- this season. This season has been a very strong season. I think we were uh, like very much at the top of the game. The jokes are rolling. The running gags are rolling. Uh, a little inside baseball, but uh, you know, that's why you love us. Yeah, you yeah. know, you, that's because you're not gonna get that. You're not going to get us uh, in any other podcast unless we are a guest on some other podcast. Right. But until then, this, this is where you got to come for us, and this is why you ain't going to get it anywhere else. And baby, you ain't seen nothing yet. So stick around for season four <laughs> because let me tell you, we've got a jam-packed lineup that we're going to tell you about in a minute, a little bit down the line in today's podcast. You got a lot to look forward to next season. I mean, we'll we'll, we'll get you get, get to that later, but there's there's a lot more, a, a lot to come in the main show, a lot of supplementary con, con, uh, content, and that's, uh, that's, what I, that's what I just said. Uh, I just, I, uh, I just said all of that. I know. I'm sorry. I literally <laughs> just said all of that. <laughs> Reiterating. Uh, look, look, okay. look, 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 well, look. So put, it toge- put it together, guys. Okay, we got to keep it together. Put it together. Put it together. Yeah, season three. Where were we at season three? <clears throat> we started off last year's Halloween time. Yeah. We did like fucking four back-to-back episodes. That was kind of nuts. Yeah. That was kind of a lot. But uh, we started lot. out with Beetlejuice, 1988's Beetlejuice. As rated on IMDb as having 7.5 out of 10. That's pretty good. That is pretty good. It's a, it's pretty a, good. It's, it's a beloved um, um, Halloween classic. It's not very scary, which is funny to me that a lot of like the Halloween classics aren't, 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 aren't very scary. They're kind of like the, the, the Halloween store spooky, where it's just funny ghouls and goblins and stuff like that. But our, our resident Peter... Delivered us uh, quite the treat in his, um, his, his sequel... Beale just goes Hawaiian. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's the it was the long rumored and apparently still rumored to be sequel to the 1988 classic, um, that which Kevin Smith um, publicly rejected and noted. Must we go tropical? Uh, it, like obviously, as soon as we decided we were going to do Beetlejuice, I really just wanted to do this because once I heard this is what the plan was for Beetlejuice, I've been thinking about it a lot. Um, so I had a lot of fun writing this Beetlejuice Goes Hawaiian installment for this show. You delivered. Uh, did you ever deliver? Um, uh, you 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 made it super cringy in the fact that this is totally how something like this would go down. Um, down to the surf competition and uh, uh, Beale just being a creep. You, chal- you, you, you channeled your disdain for the movie into to something that was just wonderful. Um, I mean, Beetlejuice went to Hawaii and we all did too. Yeah, we all went on a journey to Hawaii with Beetlejuice. And it wouldn't be the first time that something or somebody or some movie, in fact, went Hawaiian on our show. In fact... There's a lot of Hawaii going on. There's a lot of Hawaiian vacation uh, fucking and someone so-and-so goes blank. Right, right. I will <laughs> leave it to the lost fanatics out there to read between the lines in every single one of our episodes and really find out, you know, the secret story that we've been telling uh, about Hawaii. But until then, <laughs> let's take a listen back on our Beetlejuice episodes uh, sequel, Beetlejuice Goes Hawaiian. Night, an undisclosed Hawaiian island. A gathering of a tribe or a coven or whatever the focus group decides is the least offensive type of gathering for this situation (laughs) is chanting, spookily. The scene is sparsely lit, 
and it's as smoky as the budget would allow. As the chanting grows in volume, we can just barely make out what's being said. Beetlejuice. 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 Suddenly, the ground starts to shake, and a familiar form rises from the earth below. It's showtime! He shouts. It's none other than Beetlejuice, as portrayed by David Harbour. One of the members of the circle hands the disgusting spirit a brochure. It reads, Sunshine Villa. Beetlejuice smiles like the gross, rotting corpse he is. We cut to the building of the same name, built on the sacred land of the people who summoned Beetlejuice. The horridly expensive and intentionally shoddily built structure is the work of money-grubbing, clueless real estate mogul Charles Dietz, as portrayed by Jerry from Parks and Recreation. <laughs> Can't get enough Jerry. I mean, he's a nice guy who doesn't get enough work. And he's not there for Jones. Um, Charles is once again a bachelor, having divorced his latest wife after she turned his 1977 Crown Victoria into a bidet for a bougie art installation. This didn't bother his daughter, Lydia Dietz, Millie Bobby Brown, as much as the sudden move to this tropical paradise, which is the pure antithesis to her goth proclivities. What? I was doing the Levin thing. Oh, yeah. Well, Sorry, I know everyone yeah. can see this. Me well, oh, is that, is that who that yeah. is? Put my hand out. Yeah, she's 11. Yeah, she's 11. Papa! And David Harbour is the sheriff. Yeah. Um, it's great. It's great casting. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Uh, as if on cue, and since this is a film, it is definitely on cue, some grossly buff blonde dude named Brad walks by with his girlfriend, Jessica. That's Jessica <laughs> with a C-H. <laughs> Are you sure you didn't mean Jessica? Yes, positive. Yes. Jessica. <laughs> Jessica. God, Brad, this new resort is just what this island needs. I know, Jessica. It has a pool with a swim-up margarita bar. It's fucking classy. Lydia vomits a little in her mouth, and then lets it dribble down her chin. Goss, am I right? She trudges off toward the beach, where she is suddenly accosted by two adult men, even though she is clearly a teenager. Hey lady, the name's Brad. When I'm not managing the Tommy Bahamas, I ride that sweet, sweet gnar. What's your name? Lydia says nothing. Vomit's still dripping down her chin. <laughs> Brad, can you believe this Henny is dissing me? I can't believe it either, Brad. It's messed up. Doesn't she know you're going to win the Arthur Fonzarelli Memorial Surf Race at the end of the week? The Arthur Fonzarelli Memorial Surf Race was an annual competition where surfers <laughs> raced among the waves over hordes of angry sharks to the finish line. The winners receive a generous cash prize, but are often eaten by sharks. The losers are often eaten by sharks. <laughs> As win-win. <laughs> Brad is the reigning champion, but Brad is a young, hip, up-and-comer with everything going for him. It's really anyone's game. Before anyone can go into more detail about the race, Lydia's teenage best friend, Helena Bonham Carter, as portrayed by Helena Bonham Carter, barges in. <laughs> for some reason, she's entirely rendered in CG and gives the whole movie an Uncanny Valley Polar Express vibe. Brad and Brad are surprisingly into this and increase the aggressiveness of their advances. Suddenly, the ground beneath the Brad starts shaking furiously. A giant fucking sandworm emerges behind them. Yeah. Like most muscle-bound hotheads, Brad and Brad are actually incredibly insecure children on the inside. So they flee immediately. Hello, ladies! Several beetles dribble out of his mouth. Get it? Get it? I get it. Good. Beetles. 
Lydia kicks Beetlejuice right in the testicles. His eyes comically pop out of his head like an old Tex Avery cartoon. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> Helena Bonham Carter is surprisingly into this. Not missing a beat, Beetlejuice continues to try and woo the obvious teenagers because he's a gigantic fucking creep. Lydia has a plan. If Beetlejuice can manage to end her father's resort development so she can leave this island hell, she'll agree to go on a date with him. Lydia obviously will never actually go out with Beetlejuice, but he has no idea that that's, that's how it's going to go. He's <laughs> stupid. <laughs> Beetlejuice scurries off into the distance. Helena Bonham Carter, also supposed to be a teenager, says something incredibly inappropriate about Beetlejuice. It's fucking gross. Back at the resort construction site, Mr. Dietz is overseeing vague plans and yelling about vague things that need to be done. He berates a decorator for using subpar lighting fixtures. He throws a full Mai Tai into a waiter's face. Why is there a waiter with a Mai Tai at a construction site? Island resorts, that's why. Suddenly, Beetlejuice's head pops out of one of the aforementioned lighting fixtures. His tongue springs forth out of his mouth and wraps itself around the whole room. Horrifying Christmas lights pop out of every pore of the now quarter-mile-long tongue, and sickly calliope music starts playing. Mr. Dietz looks Beetlejuice straight in the eye and says, Beetlejuice, Beetlejuice, Beetlejuice. <laughs> Beetlejuice's tongue is instantly snapped back into his head and he's catapulted up through the roof of the resort. He lands feet first into the sand of the beach. He makes some sort of joke about a sandworm in his pants because he's the worst. <laughs> <laughs> Cut to a montage of Beetlejuice trying to scare away the staff of the Sunshine Villa Resort, only to be catapulted out repeatedly. He hides sentient fanged oranges in fruit baskets. He turns towels in the laundry room into folded up rabid raccoons. He changes all the margarita into dental blood. Nothing works! Meanwhile, at the beach, Helena Bonham Carter and Lydia are being accosted by additional brads. Are they the same brads as before? Doesn't really matter. Helena is once again surprisingly into this. Suddenly, Beetlejuice lands beside them. Little cartoon birds circle around his head. Maybe I shouldn't have taken that left turn at Albuquerque. He mutters. The brads don't bat an eye at this and continue to accost the, again, teenagers with words. Aggressive words. Beetlejuice, being the kind of man with a paper-thin ego, springs back to life and desperately tries to woo the girls. He spins in a circle and is suddenly wearing a 1930s bodybuilder singlet. He flexes his arms, but they only do the classic flex and then wilt back and through his arm, you know... Pew. Like a slide Pew. whistle, yeah, yeah. You know what I'm talking about? You've seen, you. you seen a cartoon before? You You've seen a cartoon before? The guy he flexes and he don't got no muscle and it goes back through. Forget about it. Mm. The, the bone just turns into jelly like a pencil <laughs> when you shake it around. And yeah. You know, you that thing. Like, how did you make it so jelly like that? The pencil's still regular pencil. <laughs> Optical illusions. He said that. Uh, Brad takes umbrage with this display and challenges BJ to an arm wrestling match. BJ agrees and severs his right hand and Brad's as well. A wrestling ring springs up from under the sand and the two severed hands take center ring. Beetlejuice's arm is sporting the Ric Flair robe and is mugging to the onlooking teenagers from the top turnbuckle. Brad's arm sits there motionless having no magical properties and no central nervous system to control its movements. Beetlejuice's arm pulls off a stunningly perfect Macho Man Randy Savage elbow drop before scoring the quick three count for the victory. BJ runs around and asks for high fives with his hand stump. Only Helena Bottom Carter obliges. Brad sits on the ground dead from blood loss. Beetlejuice, stop playing around and sabotage my father's stupid resort. 
I'm trying to, but they all know my secret. I can't get in three good spooks or scares before they send me back in. Excuse me, I couldn't help but overhear. Are you perchance saying you wish to shut down the beach resort? Says Brad. Yes, you putz. Well, my daddy dearest happens to be the one funding that resort. What if we wanted to make things interesting? I'm listening. If you can beat me in the Arthur Fonzarelli Memorial Surf Race tomorrow, I'll get my dad to pull the funding. But if I win, I get to go on a date with her. Lydia, no longer really giving a shit, agrees to the arrangement. Cut to the following morning at the beachfront. The mayor of the town of Amity from Jaws steps forward to announce that the waters are indeed shark infested and that they will be keeping the beach open for the 4th of July weekend. The crowd cheers loudly. He steps forward to announce the competitors. First, hailing from wherever this island's paradise is, last year's champion, Brad! Brad steps forward and flexes grossly. Next up, from the hollowed halls of whatever school is local to this area, it's last year's runner-up, Brad! (laughs) The crowd cheers furiously. Now, from the junior division, we have two of the most accomplished extreme sports athletes of the early 2000s. Ladies and gentlemen, give it up for Otto Rocket and Twister Rodriguez! Yes! (laughs) Man! Fuck yes. Man, that man, that man, Lars. <laughs> Otto and Twister begrudgingly step forward. They look over their shoulders to see Otto's father making a throat-cutting gesture, implying that they'll be in serious hot water if they don't win this race. Next up, it's an unnamed Swedish hunk whom, for reasons of convenience, we'll call Brad. The new Brad twists his head back and forth so his luscious locks shine with the brilliance of the morning sun. Several men, and few women, swoon. And last but not least, a disgusting rotting corpse! Beetlejuice steps forward and cheers for himself emphatically. He's wearing an old-style bathing suit, you know, one of the ones which is literally a suit. And he's sporting an old, moldy coffin door as a surfboard. (laughs) Wish me luck, Goyles! Helena Bonham Carter blows him a kiss. Lydia transfers all her contempt into a single gesture. A middle finger. He's flipping him off. Beetlejuice blows a kiss back, taking it as a compliment because he's a fucking slob. Gross. Yeah. He's, yeah. he's gross. No, yeah. one, no one's denying you that. Yeah. <clears throat> the rules to the race are very simple. <laughs> the first person to surf their way around the buoy half a mile out and make it back to the beach first wins. If you're eaten by sharks or use any foul language, you'll be automatically eliminated. <laughs> That's some bullshit. Auto Rocket exclaims. The mayor motions to his goon squad, whom throw a black hood over Otto and cart him off to an undisclosed location. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> he was never heard from again. Take him away. Fucking Otto Rocket got git mode. That sucks. That's fucked up. Um, racers, to your surfboards. The racers mount their boards. A starter pistol is fired, and the race begins. It's incredibly slow, given that they're swimming directly against the waves and the current, both things surfboards are intended to ride with. Beetlejuice almost immediately sinks to the bottom of the ocean, given that a coffin door is intended to provide an airtight seal for a body and not to be used as a flotation device. (laughs) Realizing that he doesn't need to breathe oxygen and that sharks have no interest in eating rotting flesh, he grabs his surfboard and starts running towards the buoy. The Swedish Brad takes an early lead, but is summarily eaten by a shark. Right on his tail are the favorite, Brad, and then the underdog, Brad, 
followed distinctly by Beetlejuice and Twister Rodriguez. Twister is completely unnerved and depressed by the sudden Guantanamo-style execution of his best friend. He decides that he really doesn't have the will to go on and jumps off his board into the shark-infested waters below. Little does Twister know that the only thing sharks hate to eat more than rotting flesh is obvious bee characters. Thus, they do not grant him the release of death. He doggy paddles in the surf and weeps. <laughs> Meanwhile, <laughs> Beetlejuice has managed to make up some ground. He just makes it past the buoy, but he can see both Brad and Brad are almost halfway back to the shore. Lydia and Helena look on at this with general indifference, you know, because goths. Then suddenly, Helena has an idea. She shouts at the top of her lungs. Beetlejuice! 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 BJ is sent flying from the ocean floor right onto the beach. Beetlejuice wins! The crowd erupts with cheers. Brad and Brad are so shocked, they crash their surfboards into each other, sending them both into the mouths of hungry sharks. And then they all explode, right? I mean... Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry, sorry. <laughs> uh, Add in my own two cents. Don't, don't yeah. worry about me. Uh, Beetlejuice parodies that one Oscar speech from the mid-90s excessively. You like me. You really, really like me. He blows kisses and bugs and snot and whatever go every which way. What a charming character. Hey, Lydia, baby, since I held up my end of the bargain, let's go on our date. Lydia points out into the sea where both Brads are being consumed by sharks. Uh, Brad kind of needed to be alive to pull up his end of the bargain, so that's going to be a no for me, BJ. Beetlejuice starts comically ripping the hair out of his head and screams bloody murder. Helena taps Beetlejuice on the shoulder. It's been you all along, hasn't it? Helena starts weeping. She nods yes. Helena Bonham Carter and Beetlejuice kiss deeply while Kokomo blasts loudly in the background. Lydia Dietz walks off into the sea until she is completely submerged. She is never seen again. Roll credits. <laughs> yeah. Uh, points for Helena Bonham Carter. Points for yeah. Twister Rodriguez. Yeah. Points for Hawaii. Hawaii, I mean, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Thoroughly, you know, got everything in there, you know. Pierre's a penchant uh, for making the most plausible, like, sequels or, like, supplementary, like, movies to the movies we cover. So I think we just call it Plausible Peter. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> you even had, like, a, a plausible theme. Yeah, yeah. We even had like a uh, uh, like a, a surf contest, which is like perfect. Yeah, that would it's fucking be, that, great. That yeah. would be like the major, you know, promise of the premise kind of moment that, yeah. that would happen. And Beetlejuice goes Hawaiian, yeah. uh, which is such yeah. a fucking <laughs> derpy. It's it's, it's like so that's like the, dumb. It's like so fucking dumb. I can't believe they were actually going to make this. It's the title I was like. They spoofing. still might, Peter. They <laughs> still, still might. It's been in production for twenty eight years. It's, they still it's might. It's like the title I was spoofing, saying like uh, uh, sex is gr- big. Vacation yeah, adventure. Yeah, it is exactly like, that. It exactly does. Exactly the second that. one, it's like, whoa! Like, the, you, you just imagine the box art. They're on a surfboard. Yeah. And like, whoa! whoa. It's yeah. like, it's Beetlejuice on a surfboard with a lay, with a Mai Tai, with sunglasses. And it's, a, and it's like a longboard, and, then, and they're all on it together. Yes, exactly. Oh, that's God, it. Fucking that damn it. it. Oh, my God. That's it. Exactly. Oh, man. <laughs> Uh, but uh, yeah, man, also perfect. wanted to make it very clear is a surf race, not a surf contest. Oh, vaca- oh. Vaca- because surfboards are not useful for racing in the slightest. <laughs> um, no, that's great. Good job. Good job. Yeah. Peter. Yeah. But uh, Rotten, Tom- Rotten Tomato score critics 24%. I don't want to be the guy that destroys the legacy and memory of the first film. I'd rather die. I'd rather just not make it. 
I'd rather just throw the whole thing away than make something that pays no respect and doesn't live up even close to the legacy of the first film. Seth Graham Smith, actual writer of the proposed sequel to Beetlejuice. Dude, wait, where? what year did that quote come out? Like, not, that came on like 2000-something. I, I remember like seeing... They've been trying to do this again. I, I, I don't understand I, why they're just ugh. keep trying to make Beetlejuice go Hawaiian. Dead serious, I, I semi-recall like seeing a video interview, the video interview that that quote came from with mm. this guy. Like, yeah. like, 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 he's like the writer or the... The proposed, proposed writer. writer. Yeah. yeah. No, that's hella familiar to me. Yeah. I'm sorry. Okay. No, no, no. That's that's totally fine. Uh, audience score, 89%. It had a swim-up margarita bar. Tommy Bahama, USA. <laughs> <laughs> a lazy river, yeah. Budget. <laughs> Everybody walk the dinosaur. God, fuck you, Desmond. God damn it. <laughs> I oh, that song. <laughs> I have such a complicated relationship with that song. Uh, budget one hundred and ninety million dollars. Had to pay for all those real sharks somehow. Expected gross profit five hundred and twenty million dollars. Actual gross profit eight hundred million dollars. Against all odds, it's a box office hit. Trivia. Michael Keaton filed several restraining orders against the producers of this film. Helena Bottom Carter took six years to finish her mocap. Tim Burton originally considered reusing his Planet of the Apes script to see if anyone would notice. No one would have. <laughs> and that's it. Uh, that is Beetlejuice Goes Hawaiian. Uh, Hel- Helena Bottom Carter and Tim Burton just look more and more alike as time goes on. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa! That is fucking something else. That was fun. I liked listening back to that in its entirety, which we just did. We definitely just did. All of it. Um, and it was, uh, that was great. That was good times. Good fun times. It was a great way to kick off season three. And uh, our whole, <clears throat> was that the only one that we did? Uh, or was there one before that in the in the Halloween lineup? Or is that number one? I have a feeling like. No, we had a, uh, Shaun of the Dead before that and Matthew Blackheart and what that was uh, yeah that was the last uh, that's one. right that that's right so it was number three yeah. so it didn't kick it didn't kick it off per se but mm-hmm. um we did Shaun of the Dead in there yeah definitely and does anyone remember a goddamn thing about that episode because um I don't yeah we had the the oh god who is it the okay well, that's going metal, back in time but we can go back who was the okay want. metal musician who became a film director rob zombie and the scott's rob zombies oh yeah, 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 yeah. Hey, that, that was fucking fun yeah, yeah okay yeah, and then you did fun. uh the vampires version of Shaun of the dead yeah yeah absolutely I, uh, yeah. That, okay that was a good <laughs> right one. Yeah, 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 yeah once you start jogging the old memory about it uh well moving right down the line because right after beetlejuice we followed it up with an animated movie this one Wreck It Ralph, a 2012 movie. Uh, that was, it was just a lot of fun. Yeah. This one we did because we were running out the clock. You know, it was just about to have its own sequel. And we said, you know, per the rules of our show, uh, we can't fucking do it if we wait. And so we kind of, we just were like, yeah, pull the trigger. Let's do this. Let's do a Wreck It Ralph episode. And, uh, you know, we ended up with some fun ones out of there. Um, we did. 
I had a ton of fun riding uh, my Wrecker head, which was the hybrid eraser head and Wreck-It Ralph remake. That was fucking great. Uh, Yeah, kind of homage in a lot of ways. Uh, uh, A lot of fun. I think I did, what did I call it? Ralph Runner. Um, It was like a Blade Runner type thing of uh, Ralph being a detective going around uh, de-resing other... uh, Oh, and there was the uh, the bomb... The Bomberman. The Bomberman. The Bomberman. Oh, man, he needs to come back. You haven't seen The Last of the Bomberman. No. There's a lot of characters that are just waiting to come back. Peter, what was yours that that episode? Um, I don't really remember. It's a it's a good endorsement by me. Um, that's okay because wait, one of our fans can oh no, tweet I, at. I remember uh, now. Mm-hmm. I remember now. I did my version oh, of oh. King of Kong with uh, Ralph. Oh, yes, yeah, you did. Yeah, yeah, yes, you did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, I liked that. With in all retrospect. the real real dialogue. Yeah. Yeah. Once I remembered that it existed, I liked it. <laughs> yes, yeah, that's, that's kind of how our show goes because you know it's it's not about the destination. Mm. I will. Ha- uh, I, I, it should be said. I finally did uh, watch Wreck It Ralph two. Ralph breaks, breaks the internet. internet. Yeah. yeah, it wasn't bad. I don't know. I had pretty. I think I had some choice words for it. <laughs> we, we were tired. Ta- well, you know, I mean, obviously because we were a little defensive because you know we did write the sequels it, first, first yeah. I mean, before it came out. When we did it first, I will say um, I saw Ralph breaks the internet. It's it's not good. Completely forgettable and I, bad. I, I I wasn't as appalled by it as I thought. Yeah, um, I would be. I think when you good. like like that whole the whole middle section when when they're they're in the internet is super annoying, and yes. that is kind of the whole movie from there on out. But I don't know. It, there's some good Vanellope and Ralph stuff, and it's just a shame that they didn't go full video game uh, with a sequel to their video game property. Yeah. It shows where their mind really was. Yeah, and there's- uh, getting all the Disney princesses. Mm-hmm. Together to make stupid meta commentary on their own films, whatever. Yeah, um, wow. yeah, and that, I think you know that's pretty much all there is to say on that. Yeah, yeah, yeah pretty much. Other than uh, other than what we went in the episode, and I'm sure we go in deep. Yeah. So go up, go back and check out our Wreck It Ralph episode. Next in line, in the barrel, load one in the barrel and, and pull the trigger because it's Tank Girl. Wow. She had a tank. Tank and Girl. And she's a girl. And she's Fucking badass. Yeah, uh, Tank Girl. We had we had our guest uh, Brock Wilbur, we and we had a lot of great choice fucking uh, tales in this one. Yeah, um, we did. I mean, t- t- <laughs> yeah. Um, I demonstrated that I have a useless impression of Booger. <laughs> that is it's not entirely useless, Desmond, because because he came <laughs> back, he came back, and he will come back again. He'll probably come back again. <laughs> and, and this is uh, where we had the. The introduction of uh, fucking Ice T is like talking about the semen. Yeah. You know? it's like, <laughs> what about semen gets left behind an explosion? <laughs> <It's just> like, <laughs> that shit's hilarious. Yeah, you got yeah, check for the semen. Um, oh my god. The, that was a very fun episode. Um, I still I want to do Booga and Tank Girl for Halloween. Yeah, I mean. Oh, that'd be, that'd be, yeah, oh, that'd talk, be sweet. Yeah, you know, talk, talk you to gotta your get your fucking that. animatronic ear game, you know, going. Oh. I guess maybe you don't have to make an animatronic. You could do. You know me. Uh, I go just wrap them in tinfoil. Yeah. <laughs> Next up, we zoom into the holiday season, which is actually I didn't choose my story for my. Uh, I didn't choose this for my best of, mm-hmm. but I think this is one of my favorite episodes of our show oh, yeah. to date. The Jack, Jack Frost. Jack Frost. The 1998 film Jack Frost. Um, yeah, this is probably one of the. It's, it's just a fun episode, it you is. know. It we, is. Br- during my story, just I couldn't stop 
fucking breaking character and laughing and uh, you know all of that's included in the episode and uh, maybe isolate that as a best of moment and throw it in there we're gonna listen to that right now because fuck yeah yeah because fuck yeah it's a good moment it's a fun it's a fun moment what the fuck is this Jack huh well if you would let Tanya explain no I mean you man all the drinking the drugs the sex for crying out loud, man! You've got to. <laughs> I'm doing like fucking <laughs> like Irish. Yes. Yeah. How do I do the British voice? It's uh, out, you, come on, Charlie. Yeah. Come you, on, Charlie. You were going too nasal and yeah. make it a little more in the throat. Uh, come on, come on, Charlie. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. Or you could go that way. Right, you come go, on, Charlie. Oh yeah. You can go Liverpool. All the booze, is, the sex. Yeah. You're sounding a lot like yeah, you can, the Lenin. You can do Liverpool, which is way too nasally. Oh yes. No, I mean you. No, I mean you, man. All the drinking, the drugs, the sex for crying out loud. You sound like wacko. <laughs> Almost, you're on the you're on the bridge you to Australia. You could the buffalo room. <laughs> yeah, you're, you're on the bridge to Australia, there, buddy. No, I mean you, man. All the drugs, the drinking, the sex for crying out loud, man. You've got a wife and kid at her. And I can't be laughing during the emotional breakdown. Of the movie. You've ruined it. The movie's done. Ah, uh, yeah, it's yeah. done. And credits. <laughs> Couldn't keep it together. <laughs> they just kept laughing. So like, we just got to end it. <laughs> no, I mean you, man. All the drinking, the drugs, the sex. The sex. Can we read it? No, no. Sure. Okay. Wait. All the drinking, the drugs, the sex. Scott. All the drinking, the drugs, the sex. For crying out loud, we gotta, we gotta use sense memory. <laughs> we, we gotta use a sense memory here. I want to think. I want you to think of. The first time a girl broke your heart, and then multiply Jesus that fuck. by your first childhood pet passing away. Oh. Well, so, I don't want to do that. <laughs> suck the life out of the room, why don't you? That was the whole point, so we could get through this Nothing. line about, like, coke and yeah. crap about hey. without laughing. <laughs> the drugs. <laughs> It's <laughs> just gonna cut directly, directly into a Beatles fucking movie. <laughs> keep all of this. I'm yeah. probably gonna keep all, all of this. Yeah. All right, all right, Scott. Scott, uh, focus. Go breaking your heart. <laughs> Childhood pain. I'm sorry. Uh, I have no help. Uh. <laughs> It's not even that funny. Quit playing <laughs> James with my bond. What? In my I'm sorry. Golden Eye. No, I mean you, man. All the drinking, the drugs, the sex for crying out loud, man. You've got a wife and kid at home. <laughs> Look at me, man. Look at me. Matt grabs Jack by the face, his eyes too bleary to focus. <laughs> Trying to live in some kind of rebel midlife crisis fantasy. You're no man. A man would be there for his family. I mean, I'm there for your family. I'm there for your wife. Oh, yes. <laughs> Anyone with their eyes halfway open can see that, Jack. But I guess that's not you, is it, Jack? You yeah, pull it, yourself together, man. Yeah, pull, yeah, pull yourself together. Well, yeah. well Scott, did you yeah. Six? yeah, Scott, have you pulled yourself together, man? I have. Okay, um, that's good. Yeah, I have. That's good. Yeah. You got to check yeah, a little out. bit. Uh, you went to the doctor. Uh, uh, well, no. 
no. Oh, no, so so you're do that. so you're undiagnosed. I just well, no, I think I feel mostly fine. I mean, you know, so I. I'm not gonna tell I you. Think it's, I think it's. I'm just. I'm not gonna tell you how to live your life, but um, you really should go to a doctor. It's my life. It's now or never, Peter. Well, you're not um, gonna live forever. Well, that was already a guarantee. I mean, you know, you. I think we all kind of understand that, you know, one one way or another. And, and I didn't say this before, you know, uh, we are recording this in the middle of a rockin' and rollin' train vember. I just want to hope everybody out there has a great train vember. It is the season, not to forget, it is a train vember to remember. It is a train vember I, I bow, I bow to the, the way of the track. <laughs> you know, chugga-chugga-choo-choo. <laughs> Uh, train goes on the track, um, railroad bars go down, dinging, uh, there's a, you know, yeah. uh, it's train, train Vember, folks. Let's not forget the Golden Spike, the Transcontinental Railroad, rap, buried rapid transit. <laughs> and, you know, just to let you know, we're in correspondence with Hallmark to maybe extend Train Vember uh, into a little Train Sember. Ooh. Um, there's no reason. Ooh. And then we're going to skip a month, and we'll we'll see you back around for Subruary. Subruary. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. Uh, Subruary. Sub- oh, a little bit. And, uh, of course, Paul. don't forget about uh, celebrating all of the oscillating uh, uh, wind-moving Appliances in your life in uh, January, in January, right? Um, but you know, stay tuned for that. And we're also celebrating our fans. But we yeah. want to see pictures of our fans with their fans, oscillating fans, their actual fans, yeah. ceiling fans. Maybe maybe blow the hair around or something. I don't know. Get creative with it. This is what this is. This is on you now. Yeah. Okay, this is on you. So you know, send it whenever. We passed the. Buck. You got like two several months, maybe, mm. depending on how fast. Future Scott finishes the edit on this best of episode. So after that, we took it back to basics, and uh, I feel like there's a good uh, shitty Bruckheimer, Nick Cage movie that you should be done every block, you know, mm-hmm. as long as they exist, which right. you might have actually run run through them. <laughs> uh, but that's beside them. the point. We did Con Air, which was a wonderful episode. It's a great episode. I brought you, uh, I brought you Muppet Con Air. Oh, that's classic. Yeah, yeah, absolutely yeah, named. Absolutely yeah, I mean, fucking good, good ass season three yeah. so far. Yeah, yeah I did. Yeah, yeah, yeah I did uh, Con Air on a boat. <laughs> yes, you did. <laughs> what the, I can't remember what, what had I. There was some. Oh, I, I did the like was like no the, the prequel I did was like Cyrus's you know the rise of Cyrus or a, Cyrus the virus or something. It was about Goober, the stupid jelly peanut oh, butter yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, yeah. Smuckers. <laughs> Smuckers. Oh man, yeah. that whole thing. I was in the. Uh, yeah, I was in the dollar store the other day and they had Goober there and it was three dollars and I was like, this is the ultimate insult. What the fuck? <laughs> I guess there's technically three ingredients. There's uh, peanut butter, jelly, and glass. So, you know. Um, that's, that's what gives it the You get what you pay for. Glass. <laughs> can I get the, just the glass? Uh, can you scoop out the rest of your hand? Yeah, that's extra. Up here at the register? That's extra. You gotta pay extra if you want just the glass. I ain't fucking doing that. No, not for no, um, no dumb kiddo. Oh. Interesting here. I'm, I'm looking at um, <clears throat> uh, just to really quickly look at here the the IMDb ratings, and they have Tank Girl and Jack Frost both have a 5.3 out of 10. I think that is unfair. Jack Frost is way worse. Yes, <laughs> it's just it's way worse. When you get into that's that fucking, and like movies that are m- no, <laughs> when you get into, into that territory and movies that are just objectively terrible and like. 
they're rated similar to movies that like do have like you know positive things about them it's like what the fuck is this uh i, I don't get it um but yeah uh jack frost sucks uh, yeah, I was yeah. like, it, it, Con Air only a point above Jack Frost. <laughs> yeah, and I just want to point this also out here with the uh, Jack Frost phenomenon we're talking about here. Rotten Tomatoes gives it uh, 19% versus uh, Jack Frost on IMDb. Uh, this one here is saying 5.3. I'm just saying only one of them can be right. They can't both be right. So we have to decide. You know, you got to pick sides here. Yeah. You're going to go with, uh, you know. In industry pond number one or industry pond number two? I mean, yeah, you know, in this case, I'm thinking Rotten Tomatoes is maybe a little bit less biased towards the star power. But that's just, you know, that's yeah. just me. Jack Frost was another example of us taking a character that wasn't ever portrayed as a drunk or a, a shyster <laughs> on screen and that's making them so. Yeah. Uh, maybe a tone down on the mo- mocking of alcoholism this season. I'm just saying. Yeah. I mean, yeah. 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 Uh, you know, you uh, write what you know. You know and, uh, ooh. Ooh. Um, Uh-oh. Uh, at least we're not, we're, at least on this show we're just you know it's just jags you know it's just yeah. a jag jag of fine boots nothing crazy nothing too crazy guys hey. come on hey allegedly on. allegedly allegedly um and then within the same year uh as con air we also get our next movie which is good burger yeah 1997 good burger yeah. which is the nickelodeon classic that we had a lot of fun with uh which brings us to scott's best of yes i pulled a fast one on everyone this time and instead of making a remake i did a spin-off and the spin-off was 24 hours to good burger and back written and directed by gordon ramsay in association with the food network <laughs> I, yeah mm-hmm. yep yeah, no, I, I love this, Scott. Having watched the show, a side note, I love that we're using the spinoff as basically a get-out-of-jail-free card <laughs> to do whatever we want. It's like, would you rather write this? <laughs> yes. If the answer is yes, just that's something go for yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. But, um, yeah, I really like this. It was very true to form for the show's format, which is, like, <laughs> basically just designed so, like, producers didn't have to spend a week in a town they didn't like. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes, that is very apparent. They're like, ah, you have to do a whole week, you know, and like go out and eat all the other shitty food, you know. No, no, like, twenty four hours. Where in Louisiana do we have to go? Fuck. No. Oh, shit. God damn it. We no. could do this in like one night, yeah. <laughs> I'm not, I'm kind of curious how much money they save, you know, because like there's the cost of housing the crew, yeah, yeah. and like if you could just one and done it, I mean, they're probably saving a good amount of money too. Mm-hmm. Uh, that being said, you know. They spend a lot of money revamping those restaurants. They do. It's oh, like, big time. I, I just got to wonder how many of them, like, down the line are, like, continue. Some of them, sometimes, some of them pull through, but some of them just continue to fail. And at least at that point, they've got a, a healthy business to actually sell to someone else. Yeah, like, yeah. A, a working, non filthy, you know, disgusting <laughs> fucking shithole restaurant. Um, yeah, they normally are yeah. disgusting as hell. And, like, I think most of the Renault stuff is, like, paid for through sponsorships and shit, which is why they're always listing off brands and. Like the names of contractors and crap that do them at the end of those shows. Mm, yeah, yeah. But let's, yeah, I mean, yeah. Good Burger was full of shitty food too. It was. It's like oh, it looks awful. Yeah, good uh, chunks. The, both at Good Burger or at Mondo Burger. Yeah. Um, both 
terrible, terrible, awful food. And I think that's maybe the takeaway. I'll speak for myself when I say I might have been a little bit too negative and hard on Good Burger. I, I, I don't think I highlighted how like special it was to have like a, a family comedy starring two young black men mm -hmm. and, where it's not about them being black or overcoming anything. You know, it's just a, a, just a funny movie and that's really special and something... Something I, <laughs> I, I that meant a lot to me as a kid, and I shouldn't have just bagged on the movie. Oh, it's not very good. It's not. It's not very. It's funny, not very good. It's but, not very. Funny. Yeah, but it I is, mean, it's a good thing yeah. that that movie exists. Yeah, it, a good uh, thing. Uh, a good burger thing. Uh, yeah. How good? Is it good? Like with sometimes when you have the e at the end, no. When you always want to say goody. No. But it's not goody. It's supposed to be good, and you're supposed to know that it's good. But I'm, there's an e at the end. Why did you put the e at the end if it's not supposed to be goody? Because it's. I'm older sorry, Peter. You're gonna say something about Good Burger? No, I was just yeah. gonna. I was talking about good. I'm just saying it's older. Oh. It's British. That's um, why it's got the e there. Well, hey, there'll be no shortage of food-based uh, uh, films this this run because I'm gonna bring you Jeffrey Zakarian in the Temple of Treasure. <laughs> Uh, oh my god! I don't even know what that, that means, but I'm looking forward to uh, it. Uh, the chopped guy. Yeah, he's oh, yeah, he's, oh, a, yeah, he's an yeah. iron They're chef right. as well. Yeah, hell yeah. Yeah, well, yeah I probably uh, should have noted that yeah, first. There you go. But um, let, let's not dilly dally talking about other food personalities, and let's dive in, or should I say, dig in for a big bite of Scott's Good Burger. Twenty four hours to Good Burger and back. <laughs> Produced by the Food Network. Okay, great. <clears throat> I'm Chef Gordon Ramsay, and once again, I'm driving around looking for crappy restaurants with weak chefs to rightfully scream at all across America. Oh my god. Look at this fucking meat, man! Look at it! With so many eateries closing their doors, I know I've got to do what it takes to turn these restaurants around with my high-budget team of interior decorators, chefs, and top-of-the-line cookware that these shithole restaurants would never be able to afford in any lifetime. So I'm only giving myself 24 hours to either completely gut and redecorate their entire operation or shut their stupid restaurant down forever. Worst fucking restaurant ever! But when people know I'm coming around, they tend to better their behavior. So I've taken to spying on them for months in disguise so they won't know it's me, Gordon Ramsay. <laughs> Look at me, I'm a fucking biker. Vroom, vroom, motherfuckers. I know that if I can't recondition these stupid people to be less stupid in one intensely stressful period of time, they've got no chance of ever running a restaurant, ever. I'm just a fucking failure, Gordon. So you're just going to give up then? I don't know what else to do. And I've only got 24 hours to turn these places around because my producers were tired of spending a whole week in these bullshit little towns. <laughs> right now I'm headed up to Burgerville, a quaint little town in everywhere America known for its urban sprawl, foot fetishes, and of course, burgers. A staple of the town is Good Burger, an old-fashioned burger shack that has fallen into mismanagement, disrepair, and a bizarre sort of food-based freak show. And for some reason, I've given myself only 24 hours to fix it. But of course, it's going to be much more entertaining if I go in disguise. This week, I'll be in full Popeye makeup, surrounded by off-the-clock fishmongers. <laughs> I fucking yam what I am. Right now, I'm headed down to the fucking wharf in my boat car to pick up my salty comrades. Hey, all aboard, gents. The sea refuses no river. Well, I hope you're in the mood for a bunch of fucking spinach. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, just joking, guys. How does the fucking burger sound? Yeah, sounds pretty good. As we pull up outside Good Burger, I start to wonder if I made a wrong turn and wound up in the red light district. Look at the fucking lights on this sign, my word. 
We gotta see if we can get a lap dance while we're in here, yeah? <laughs> From the moment I stepped inside Good Burger, I could feel the vibe was seriously off. There was a line to the door and no one at the register. A foul odor lingered in the air. Now you guys smell that? The air is damp. Yeah, it smells pretty terrible. Whoa! <laughs> Pardon me, is that Kareen passed you at breakneck speed on my rollerblades? <laughs> yeah, welcome to Good Burger, home of the Good Burger. Can I take your order? By the time we were actually sat at our table, service was slow out of the gate. Employees were either wandering from station to station or sat about the dining room chatting with friends. It's like no one fucking works here. Look, they're all running about. And look at this fucking decor. These lamps haven't been changed out since the gold rush. It's like a 50s diner had sex with a viking hall. The menu is littered with options that any burger joint worth their salt should be able to manage without any problems. But the wording of their menu is already causing me to have serious doubts. Look at this, everything is good, good, good. Good burger, good fries, good weenies. It's like it was written by a fucking psychopath. Good chunks, whatever the fuck that is. It sounds appetizing, yeah? By the time we're placing our order, I'm already starting to feel nauseated from the overpowering smell of death and decay wafting throughout the restaurant. Uh, welcome to Good Burger, home of the Good Burger. Can I take your order? Hi, Didi? Is it Didi? What is this awful smell? I'm not sure, but it's worse in some areas. Can I take your order? Please. Um, of all the good things on the menu, what's your favorite? Oh, I don't know. I'm a vegetarian. I guess I like the pickles all right. Vegetarian? Why on earth are you working in a burger joint? I'm paying off a ransom. I need to get paid under the table. <laughs> oh. oh, wow. Wow, wow, wow. So, uh, can I take your order? Uh, yeah, I'll have a good coffee, a bowl of the good chili, and a large fries, extra cheese. Uh, and, uh, yeah, I'll take the good tacos, um, a good chick witch, and a slice of the good pie. Yeah, I'll take, uh, <laughs> Yeah, I'll take, a good burger. Why am I getting into a different voice? Are you trying to do Popeye? I was trying to do it. Uh, yeah. I'll take a good burger. Oh, no. Good fries. A good shake. And a side of the good pickles. Yeah, kick, kick, kick. As is customary after placing an order, I begin to look through the seats for loose change. Look at all this nasty crap in here. Holy fuck. I mean, this is a fucking human ear. Whoa! Oh, thanks for finding my lucky ear. Whenever I need good luck, I just sing into my lucky ear. La 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 Brush you the pie before tacos and a chicken sandwich? How is it? Uh, it's still a bit frozen in the center. Everything else is piping hot. Microwave pie. Fuck me. Is that ice cream on the side? No. I don't know what that is. Maybe vegetable shortening? Disgusting. If this wasn't bad enough, 
My horror only increased as the remaining dishes came out. Cold, clammy french fries. So-called good chili looks like a fucking diaper. Look at this orange sauce all over everything. What is this? What on earth is this? Looks like some kind of neon paint for model trains. Milkshake is off. Oh, look at that. A huge fucking clump of hair. Just dreadful. The pickles? Actually quite refreshing. Nice crispness. Good vinegar. Nice. Well done. All right. Moment of truth. Let's see how good this good burger is. Oh, fuck. <laughs> the meat's gone sour. And dry. Sensing bear grill. And old. <laughs> and sticky. And it's also fucking raw! <laughs> this has got to be the worst cup of coffee I've ever had. And how is the good chickwich? It's not good. <laughs> Let's see. Oh, bloody hell. It's fucking raw. This could kill someone. Don't take another bite. I've had enough. All right, everybody. I want you to stop eating immediately. Knives and forks down right now. What's going on here? Well, what's going on over here? Why is there a sailor man interrupting our service? <laughs> I'm not, in fact, a sailor man. That's just what I fooled you simpletons into thinking. You'll notice as I dramatically remove my cap, my corncob pipe, and open my right eye, that I am, in fact, Chef Gordon Ramsay. Whoa, that's Chef Gordon Ramsay. And unfortunately, the Popeye arms were permanently implanted, so they're here to stay. <laughs> Nevertheless, I'm appalled at what me and my fishmonger friends have all been witness to here tonight. As of right now, this restaurant is shut down. I'd like you all to follow me out into the parking lot. Wow, cool, whoa, cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This big fucking truck is awesome. It's badass. You'll never have it. Never. I'd like you all to take a look at this video we've been recording of the employees without their knowledge and various close-ups of shots of filth in the kitchen. Spoiled, rotten meat. Chefs using their tools to kill bugs and then using them on the food. Cross-contamination everywhere. Cashiers handling food and money. Stealing cash from the till. Employees swimming in the fucking milkshake machine. Strawberry jacuzzi! Oh, that, that, that shake looks so it's gross. Oh, it does. It's like gelatin. It's, it looks like Pepto-Bismol. <laughs> doesn't look like ice cream. It doesn't. doesn't. It's not thick at all. No, it's bad. I mean, I honestly don't have any words for what we've all just seen. Well, Chef, it may not be your cup of tea, but our customers love Good Burger. It's just ever since that Mondo Burger opened up across the street, our sales have declined. Hang on a tick. Are you honestly trying to hang everything we just watched on Mondo Burger? You're fucking deluded, man. You need a serious fucking wake-up call. Or else this business is done. I'm surprised you haven't been shut down already. Customers, tonight, your meal is on the house. But I want you all to come back tomorrow night to try the new and improved Good Burger. Staff, get on your phones, call your loved ones, and tell them that you're not going to see them for the next 24 hours, if ever again. <laughs> Back inside the restaurant, I've gathered up the staff for another round of tongue lashing. 
Maybe if I berate them more viciously, the truth of their own inadequacies will sink into their thick skulls. Staff of Goodburger, you should all be ashamed of yourselves. This place is the most nauseatingly pathetic shithole I've ever seen. After what I just witnessed tonight, I don't even think a diseased maggot would even consider eating here. So who's the general manager? Uh, that would be me, Mr. Bailey. What's your first name? Eugene. And how about I just call you fuckface? Because I sure as shit won't you be calling you Mr. Anything. I can't even count the number of ways you're running this operation into the ground. Well, that's your opinion. Excuse me. Well, that's your opinion. Lots of people love Good Burger. That's not my opinion. That's the fucking truth. I don't even know where to start with you. You're in denial and you're a pathetic sack of shit. <laughs> All right, let's move on to the food. The burgers. Ugh. Good burgers, huh? You ought to change the name to Worst Burger. Absolute shit. I mean, it's a fucking burger. Who's the chef here? Well, that would be Spatch. Spatch. Uh, sure. Uh, okay, Spatch. Uh, do you have any formal training as a chef? What the? Did he just fucking grunt at me? Well, Spatch doesn't really talk. You hired a chef that can't even fucking string two words together? What a fucking joke you are. <laughs> oh, man. It's going in on Bailey. Really Bailey. <laughs> I probably shouldn't be saying this, but fuck it. I think you should probably die soon. <laughs> oh, my God. If there weren't all these fucking cameras around, I'd be inclined to put a bullet between your eyes. Honestly. Jeez. I'm this fucking close. <laughs> okay, moving on. The motherfucking sauce. What on earth is that? Ah, uh, it's a sauce that Ed makes. Hang on a sec. You got the cashier making your sauce. I also do deliveries. Uh, oh my. But what is in that sauce? Uh, well, you start with some ketchup and some lemon sauce, mix in with powdered milk and whole pickles and onions. <laughs> Ed! Ed, no! Don't say it on TV! I'm sorry, who are you? Me? I'm Dexter Reed, a very important member of this establishment. Yeah? That's why I see you sitting at the table all fucking day drinking a diabetes-inducing level of milkshakes? <laughs> Mr. Fuckface, this guy is just dead weight. Cut him the fuck loose, or you might as well castrate yourself right now because you are no man. Oh, man. Oh, jeez. We're not, we're not Keenan heads in this house <laughs> at all. Nah, it kind of sucks. He uh, does suck, but not one of us, like, incorporated him in any meaningful way no. to our Good Burger supplementary... I mean, what are you talking know, about? He's, he's in mine right now. He's in it, but he's it's like... It. Uh, I'm sorry. Uh, uh, no, it's okay. Uh, coming back, back to it. <laughs> uh, Dexter, you're fired. <laughs> oh, come on, Mr. Reed. Get out. Fine, then. I'll just burn out in the parking lot on my way over to Mondo Burger. What a stupid little brat. Okay, the rest of the food was absolutely atrocious. Except the pickles. Who is in charge of the pickles? I make the pickles. It's an old family recipe. I still use the same brine my grandmother brought over on the Mayflower. Come here, you. Give me a hug. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for your pickles, old man. All right. Like I said before, we've only got 24 hours to turn this place around. 
While my team and the staff help to strip the interior, I want Mr. Fuckface and Spatch to come in with me into the kitchen. This oven hood. When was the last time it was cleaned? Oh, I asked Spatch to clean it months ago. Months ago? This thing hasn't been cleaned ever. If this catches fire, the whole building goes up with it. What's this? Oh, no, no, that's foul. This meat is rotten. Can you not smell that? It, it, it doesn't smell good. Look at all this meat, man. Come on. There must be close to a ton of meat here spoiling in this walk-in. It's like a fucking sauna in here. And look, the meat's all sticky. Are you putting fucking glue on the meat? Well, the, the glue is, is a preservative. I mean, we've been cooking the burgers and then freezing them in the glue before they go bad. Before they go bad? It's all bloody bad already. You want to see where all your money went? Look no further. Why haven't you fixed the walk-in? We... I... I can't afford it. How deep in the hole are you? 60,000 at least. Wow. This place really is on the verge of collapse. What are you doing with all the teenagers running around here? I mean, aside from Otis with one foot in the grave, you're about the only adult in the building. What kind of operation are you running here? I can't work with adults. They want too much, like fair pay and health insurance. I have to pay the kids off the books. It's the only way I've been able to keep my head above water. Fuckface, you're already underwater. You're fucking drowning. What you're doing here is illegal. You could be arrested. If you weren't the owner here, you'd be fucking fired in a heartbeat. Oh, well, uh, I I'm not technically the owner. I'm just the general manager. Hang on a sec. If you're not the owner, who is? Well, technically, Ed owns Good Burger. <laughs> Ed, the fucking cashier. The strawberry jacuzzi guy. He inherited the business from his family after they all passed away. Oh my. How did they go? Food poisoning. From another restaurant. Pretty sure. <laughs> That's terrible. And yet, it all makes so much more sense now. Ed, may I have a word with you? Oh, hey, what's up, Gordon Ramsay? You're the fucking owner here, right? Fire this man. Ha-ha, <laughs> whoa. <laughs> hey, Mr. Daly, you're fucking fired, dude. <laughs> you're a real disgrace, man, yeah. <laughs> yeah, get the fuck out. <laughs> Ed, why didn't you fire him years ago? I honestly never thought about it before. I mean, it's like, I'm a dude. He's a dude. She's a dude. We're all dudes. Yeah. We spent the rest of the night training the staff with the new menu and the new top-of-the-line ordering system. With only an hour before reopening, it's time to show Ed his brand new restaurant. All right, Ed. Say goodbye to that awful, flashy Good Burger sign. Say hello to Worst Burger. That's worse with an E. Fucking sausages. A beautiful sign with a sketch-like font and a matte finish. Welcome to the only French-Italian bistro gastropub in Burgerville. Oh, wow! My sign is gone! Ah. <laughs> Let's take a look around inside, shall we? Oh, wow! This is amazing! Yeah! Gone are all the pictures of burgers and sandwiches. In their place, lovely paintings of haunted clowns. <laughs> 
the dining room has been completely lowered into the floor, like a Japanese restaurant. And now, take a look at this. Hand-cranked sausage makers at every table. Gone are the burgers. Instead, we now have open-faced sausage sandwiches, cooked fresh right here at the table. And that's not it. Take a straw, all right? Now put it in that hole on the table. Oh, wow! It's a strawberry milkshake. Gone is the strawberry jacuzzi machine. We had some of our boys in the defense industry whip up a blender to table delivery system. Pneumatic tubing throughout the entire restaurant. Absolutely top of the line. You won't find this at Mondo Burger. Oh, wow. All the vestiges of my family are gone now. <laughs> it's all gone. <laughs> Good Burger is gone. <laughs> all gone. <laughs> <laughs> well, Ed, I've rambled on for six pages now, so it looks like my work here is done. Take care of yourself, all right? <laughs> Thanks, Gordon Ramsay. I just want to die now. <laughs> wow, wow, wow. When I first arrived at Good Burger, it was complete shit. Bad food, bad management, terrible burgers. But in just 24 hours, I was able to completely transform this restaurant to something that barely resembles the original restaurant. Wish I could stick around and see how horrendous things end up, but unfortunately, I don't fucking care. Will Good Burger be able to get back on their feet? Only time will tell. Until next time, Good Burger and good luck. The end. Yeah! <laughs> fucking awesome. I uh, love that twist. Uh, it's very. Uh, Ed just owns the place. Well, that was great. That was, yeah, was when, hilarious. And, and it was it's good that we listened to it again. It was good that we didn't dilly-dally too long yeah, it's beforehand. It's a sailor man. Say the least. Uh, <laughs> and let's not dilly-dally any further with our next film in the line. That was Super Mario Bros. Hey. 1993 film. I had such a good time doing this movie. Oh, yeah. Um, and I loved it because I was really trying to fucking uh, hold hold my ground on this one and defend it in some way and find some nugget of uh, uh, of positivity in there. And uh, you guys were not having it, no. um, and rightfully so because this movie is bad, very bad, um, interesting, but very very bad. It it is it is uh, it is nothing like the games at all. No. And you know what's really interesting is I actually just recently watched Double Dragon, which is another uh, th same year, I think. Oh, yeah. I, I, same year, same time. And it's also a video game movie. And they also do the exact same thing with the villain, except the villain in Double Dragon is uh, the T-1000 guy. Uh, yes, yes, yeah, thanks. Uh, Agent Doggett. And he's also, yes, Agent Doggett. And he is also Bleach Blonde on top. Like, you know, they, the way that they do uh, Dennis Hopper as King Koopa in Super Mario Bros. It's just there's a thing. They're like, ah, this is the year we're going to go for grungy, dystopian, derelict, if you will, <laughs> looking fucking movies. It's The writing is just so bad. It doesn't make the weird world any better. Um, that being said, I will take this Mario Bros. movie uh, over whatever this fucking Sonic thing is any day. Yeah. Because that is just, oh. Oh, yeah. at this point, you know, you're just looking at down the pipeline at a lot of just like overproduced, you know, just just commercial crap. I, I guess I I guess I like that they took risks more with movies back then. But mm -hmm. there was also this I, there just seems to be this like flippant directorial attitude. Where it's like, we'll make it our own. You know, yeah, and it's right. just like, man, you have like. 
Ah, gives us not an appreciation for the source material that you're really working with. Mm -hmm. Like, you're not paying proper homage to, you know, I guess we're looking at it through the glasses of like what Nintendo and those characters have become. But even at the time, it was still huge and you had a bunch of art you could have drawn from. Just ignore all of it. You it's, know? I still wish, and I feel similar about Life Day from the Star Wars Christmas special. Mm. I wish they would like acknowledge it though. Like in one of the Mario games, you get like the Super Mario Bros. movie skin or something, and you could like wear the costume from it as as regular Mario or something. It's like, okay, you know, uh, wallow in how shitty that, uh, that yeah. attempt was. Uh, it, it, I will say, uh, I kind of fucked up on my sequel. I the obvious. I don't know why I didn't do Luigi's Mansion with John Leguizamo. Oh man. Uh, uh, I love yeah, ghosts wow. and stupid shit like that, and I just did a bloated fucking, like, console wars type... I well, I think, uh, you know, uh, hang out next season, because I might have a tape of that somewhere. So oh. we can, you know, maybe one of the future episodes, we'll, we'll, get we'll back throw in that there. on. Because, uh, uh, yeah, that, that I remember that movie... Sounded really good. He's got I just never got around to seeing it. But that that that's an interesting point. That's a great point, Desmond, because uh, we should point out that Super Mario Bros. has John Leguizamo in it. Yeah, it was our, uh, our first John and Leguizamo movie, sound that wasn't fog it? <laughs> Yeah, it was. Sound that fog was crazy. Uh, it was. Uh, it took twenty five episodes or whatnot. Well, we finally got to Johnny Legs. Um, which he's actually kind of like the highlight of the movie. I guess. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Oh. I mean, you know, I still like Bob Hoskins and Dennis Hopper and everything. I mean, it's like, yeah, they would have all been great if the movie wasn't this terrible. I mean, you know, it's yeah, it kind of seems like yeah, you, you're working with good good materials, but you know, you you know, you a bad chef can, can ruin good ingredients. You know, I think so. Yeah, I think the big takeaway though is that um, Desmond needs his uh, Crash and Smash Cruiser. Um, we still do not have it. Come on, people. Yeah. Come on. It's Desmond needs it. And you're, you know, there's some scalper out there on eBay <laughs> who is asking for, well, like almost like $500 for one of these things. If you're listening right now, you know what you're doing. We're coming for you. You know exactly what you're doing. Oh, you're, tr you're trying to weasel 500 bucks out of us. We found it. It's just far too expensive for me to even remotely consider purchasing mm. for something that will sit on my shelf and never be thought of again. And so I'll just feel happy for a minute that I got it. <laughs> I've, I'm trying to learn not to do shit like that anymore. Oh, hey, full, disclo full disclosure, I almost bought a fucking diving helmet the other day. Oh, my God. Um, and, <laughs> and I was stopped. <laughs> um, but it's like, yeah, you know. Oh, no bag for me, sir. I'll be wearing it out. Uh, and that was the same price as the Smash and Crash Action Cruiser. Yeah. At least I could have worn that. Yeah, yeah. worn the yeah. diving helmet. We are willing to negotiate for a lower price. Yeah, there's like, not know? even like so, any best offer like yeah. option on that yeah. shit. Just yeah. like, there really weren't many made yeah. at, at all, obviously. Well, yeah, it's a cool fucking toy. It is a cool toy. Um, but I guess what we're saying is we're willing to do the dirty work to make this happen. Oh, well, that's a great you say it in that specific way, Peter, because is it? next in our list is Dirty Work. Yeah, th yes. This one, yes. this episode was particularly yes. memorable because Scott lobbied very, very hard for Dirty Work. And Scott, very it. early on. Very took early. me years to get to this point. <laughs> Let me just tell you, people, you think you could just whip up a script for Dirty Work and just, you know, the next day, yeah, da -da, get it done? No, you got to convince Desmond. You have to <laughs> Talk to Peter and convince Peter to let us do this movie. You, you and did, it took 
a long time. You did a wonderful job. You did a serious deep dive, and you did a lot. You, did. you were a great producer of this episode, and uh, you know, can we get a little bit of that uh, that menu music? You know, oh, oh, yeah. straight from, oh. straight from oh. from you. Oh, yeah. Come on, use that mouth of yours. God. I mean, I, I can keep going. I, I, and I sure think I brought can. this up in the podcast. I'm sure you but can. There have been many a time being woken up by a very loud <laughs> DVD menu <laughs> loop of that song. Just in the middle of the night. Just, what? Huh? What? Oh, yeah, this again. Falling asleep <laughs> in front of the. The TV fire, yeah. but in you know in this legendary episode, I completely neglected the assignment, and I brought uh, Curious George versus Predator to the table. Ooh. That's right, because I was not about to write a remake of Dirty Work. I just, I just fucking wasn't. Um, Curious George versus Predator came from my heart. Uh, something that's <laughs> been on the mind for a very long time. Um, you know, following the steps of Matilda versus Predator. Who's gonna verse Predator next time? I think we did a vote. And, I think we know. Yeah, I have to look into I that think, again. I think we figured uh, it out. Yeah, that sounds right. Uh, I, I guess we. I M- guess. Muggsy, the uh, oh. the professional. Oh, fuck you, fuck Muggsy, the professional. Fuck you invoking <laughs> the name of Muggsy. <laughs> yes. No, Muzzy. Is it Muzzy? Muzzy. Muzzy. Oh, but Muzzy. Oh, oh, no. That's it. I'm oh, what? Je suis le grand Muzzy. Muzzy, the professional. Yeah, Muzzy. You're both wrong. It's Muzzy. What? The thing? What are you talking about? The the learning tapes? Yeah, it's Mosey. These kids aren't French. No, it's not fucking Mosey. It's Muzzy. <laughs> They're American. It's fucking Muzzy. M U Z Z Y. Muzzy. What does it spell? Muzzy. 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 Let's see. I'm going Muzzy over here for the crazy. All right. All right. Uh, Google has said you are correct, and they're still making it. <laughs> they're still making Muzzy. <laughs> I just want to point out that I knew I was correct okay. before yeah, the that, robot. That's fine. I applaud your confidence. Is it? They're still making Muzzy. Is it like Peppa Pig, it's, like Flash animation? It's like 3D like, animation. Actually, now. they're mostly on YouTube. You can, yeah, just looking at it, like, yeah, oh, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, it's uh, yeah, Muzzy in Gondoland is the most recent one. I don't know what that means. <laughs> but but anyways, hey, uh, I'm curious, George versus Predator. I mean, as with Matilda versus Predator, this was fantastic. Um, and this was told that we, we were told that this was going to happen in the cast by Guillermo del Toro at the first annual casters last year. So, which I mean, it was a real treat to actually not have to wait much. You know, we don't have to wait. You know. Yeah, you know the thing. Uh, the thing is, uh, we know how to give you what you want. Yeah, and so does uh, Guillermo del Toro, who I think directed. I even note that he directed. Yes, he directed. Yeah, he did. Yes, yeah. he did. Yeah. Uh, he yeah. brought Keanu Reeves, um, America's sweetheart, uh, yeah. into the role he was born to play, the man in the yellow hat, mm-hmm. and he did. Uh, I think there's a little Paul Sarone in there. There's a little Paul Sarone. Yeah, uh, Boba Sarone. Yeah. But um, you can find out all this stuff. <laughs> oh, no, that's not for yourself. Um, as we play. Curious George versus Predator. Take a look. <laughs> and now, the coup de gras. The remarque. We've the saved the Dez for last. <laughs> oh, God. How long have you Dez? been saving that line, the Dez for last? Just thought of it because I didn't hey, want to say best. That's perfect. That's rude. Well, I mean, that's good off the cuff. That's yeah, good off It's not that good rehearsed. Good. It's good off the it cuff. It is good. It is good. <coughs> uh, <coughs> want something else to get to me, get me through, through this? Hey, and here we are. Desi okay. Charmed kind of life. Baby. Baby. So, hey, I'm on remake detail. And I got I got, I got, got a doozy for y'all. Title. 
Dirty Work. Directed by Todd Phillips. Oh, fuck no. Starring Owen Wilson and Vince Vaughn. God damn it. Uh, (laughs) We open to a jungle. Midday. A rusty old jeep (laughs) tears through a near-invisible road overgrown with plants and vines. The jeep eventually comes to a small church tucked away in the foliage. Out of the vehicle steps a tall, slender man. Played by Keanu Reeves. Wait, Slender Man? Yeah, well, a Slender Man, not all Slender Man. Not the Slender Man, a Slender Man. Okay, okay, I'm sorry. No, it's fine. He nips at an oversized Sherlock pipe and slings a large caliber rifle around his shoulder. He enters the church carefully. Inside the dusty main hall, he finds the church's priest kneeling deep in prayer. Excuse me, Father. You're a long way from home, baby (laughs) bird. I've been told you're one who could be of assistance to me. You're a man who knows these jungles with an expertise on the wildlife. I don't know you've heard, but I'm a man of the cloth. The man tosses a bag of pirate doubloons toward the priest, <laughs> who's played by John Voight. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> of course. In case you didn't know. Paul Cerrone. Ha, that's more like it. Welcome to Paraguay. How may I, Father Paul Cerrone, be at your service? <laughs> Sorry, we spoiled that a little bit. But everybody knows. We, we, we know. Now everybody knows. It's Sorry. all good. Go it's ahead, all good. Dad. I need your help finding an escaped associate of mine. He's not himself. He's out there killing villagers in bad ways. The man unfolds a large photograph and hands it to Father Cerrone. Cerrone is immediately taken back. The photo is shown to be of a rabid-looking chimpanzee written in pen on the photo. Subject named George. Oh. 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 oh my god, I know oh. what you did. Oh. oh my god, do it. Yes. Oh, wait. Oh, man. I won't spoil it for the audience, yeah. so we're just going to let this roll. Whatever they did to him, it made him violent. Oh, no. The government wants him dead. But if I can't talk some sense into him, we're from two worlds, oh, one family. <laughs> Oh, God, fuck you. The man affixes a large yellow hat promptly to his head. (laughs) For all this pirate loot, I'll do anything you say. Just know one thing, little baby bird. This could be dangerous. (laughs) We cut to the morning. The man in the yellow hat and Father Cerrone drive their ramshackle jeep up a mountainside trail. (laughs) Yes, everything I wanted and more. We won't be able to take the roads much further. We can leave our jeep at the nearby village. The two park and wander into the small mountainside village only to find carnage, mutilated bodies, and livestock. Whoa, what the hell, man? This don't look like the work of no monkey to me. I told you, George is himself. The research lab he was at, they did experiments on him. Oh my god. How do you plan on reasoning with him then? Look, leave that to me when the time comes. <laughs> I'm so glad I didn't have to wait a year for this. You said there's a cave near where the monkeys go. Well, let's go there. It's a good start. This is good riding. After a long, tiring hike, they reach a beautiful pond by a cave where a wide array of jungle monkeys gather. So, uh, which one of these is your guy? None of them. George is a chimpanzee from Central Africa. I think he's stick out a bit in Paraguay. All of a sudden, the various tree monkeys begin to scatter. A heavy purring is heard from behind. Then out leaps the Cerberus, an enormous three-headed creature standing 15 feet tall and foaming at the mouth as it creeps upon the cowering men. Oh, jeez. 
The beast first lunges at the man in the yellow hat. He quickly uses his rifle to block the dog's massive septic bite. He buys himself mere seconds to back up before the rifle snaps in half. Father Sarone, take your shot! Father Sarone freezes, sweating and trembling, until he lowers his rifle. I... I'm a man of faith. Thou shalt not kill. <laughs> Great! The man in the yellow hat bows his head to prepare for his imminent death. Until Curious George himself leaps out and tackles the Cerberus. <laughs> George stands eight feet tall and has a physique of a gorilla. He roars and beats his chest primally. <laughs> a thrilling battle ensues that I won't bore you with here. <laughs> I will anyway. <laughs> George gets a bit a few times. The various Cerberus heads get punched a whole lot. Father Cerrone and the man in the yellow hat spectate in awe. George eventually gets the upper hand by jumping on the beast. Leveraging his legs on the outer Cerberus heads, yanking the middle head clean off and punting it. Oh no, that's only around one, baby bird. This Cerberus has two more heads. But no, the Cerberus lays dead. You can't have a gaping neck wound and not go into shock and die from <laughs> massive blood loss. So uh, George wins. Yeah, yeah, so generally, yeah, yeah. He lets out another not quite King Kong, but pretty much King Kong like battle cry. The giant chimpanzee turns around to face the two men. His face is covered in blood. This is Curious George. <laughs> as portrayed by Andy Serkis. Oh, hell yeah. Why? No, no, please, please, please. I was going to say, don't you think we should call him Furious George? I didn't even think about that once, but it's a good And it's a great one. This is Curious George, as portrayed by Andy Serkis. Why did you come here, George? I know we didn't leave on the best of terms. You handed me over to those scientists. You let them ship me to that place here in the jungle. What else could I have done, George? Had them take you by force? You were just too damn curious. <laughs> you were more intelligent than me when you were a year old. The government got wind of that. What, they're just gonna let me keep my super ape? You don't know what they did to me, the other animals. And what are you doing now, George? You break out of the lab and start massacring villages. Out of what? Spite for man? George stands and remains silent for a moment. What happened to those villages wasn't me or any of the other animals. It was something else. A swelling going into flashback mode sound plays. Curious George sits in an isolated cage in the lab. The mutated ape paces through his cage. Scientists shuffle around doing nefarious mad science shit. <laughs> we, all, we see a bunch of... <laughs> we see all sorts of toyetic creatures. A giant scorpion, Triceraconda, Jaguana. Triceraconda? Triceraconda, hell yeah. I, I like the way that rolls off the tongue. I just need to figure out how it Yeah, think works. about it. Think about it. <laughs> yeah. A shift break comes for the scientists when they are carted back to the nearest town and swapped to the next day's shift. A small group of scientists exit the lab that night and walk to the escort vehicle. Then, we see the three-pronged laser sight appear. And with a burst of energy, the first scientist's head explodes into pulp. <laughs> the other scientists scatter. Another scientist's leg is severed by some sort of projectile disc blade. As it retracts, it goes straight through the chest of another mad scientist, until back to its thrower. We then see our assailant appear out of thin air in an almost chameleon-like fashion. The Predator. Yes! yes! Oh, man. 
Wait, did Guillermo direct this one? <laughs> he was slated. He was slated, yes. Yeah, that's okay. Things change. Two more scientists have made their way back into the jungle in all the commotion. The predator leaps through the treetops after them, managing to spear a guy and hanging him from his own, own organs. The last remaining scientist keeps running until she bumps straight into the alien monster itself. The predator lifts her up by her skull and stabs her repeatedly with his wrist blades. Ah. The predator then focuses on the facility itself. The monster barges in the main door, slaughtering everyone on duty as lights flicker stylistically. <laughs> with all the humans dead, the predator makes its way to the animal cages. Pacing and studying each creature, it eventually comes to a computer console. It fumbles with its wrist pad, then the console, until eventually the animal cages open. The assortment of aggressive monsters are initially hostile to the predator. Then it lets out a piercing scream, and they all flee out of the facility into the jungle. George follows, puzzled, as the predator watches them all escape. End flashback. I was free. I thought nothing of it. I adapted to life in the jungle. Then I started finding people dead. Like you said, horrific. Entire towns. Maybe the other animals, I thought. That is until I found the ship. Hey, what, what, what kind of ship? What were we talking about, ship? <laughs> you see, I had initially assumed the creature to be just another experiment. I think it's best I just show you. George takes them on a lengthy excursion through the jungle. They come upon a high-tech looking aircraft. Paul Saron looks in awe, completely disturbed. It came from the stars. That's not all. George ushers the men into the ship hastily. Inside, he shows them a sort of hologram archive, which he deciphers. It took me days to translate this. What I can make out is that it's from another planet, a species of hunter-warriors. They travel the galaxy collecting game trophies. They've been to Earth before, but man has bored them. But these creatures, like myself, they wish to annihilate man and breed your mutant experiments for their own private hunting preserve. Paul Sharon and the man in the yellow hat look mystified. So, how do we stop it? Two things. First, we have to stop the rest of its race from coming. It sent out a call sign to the rest of the race for an aid in the cultivating. I can call off the transmission, but I'll need to go back to the lab for parts to repair the transmitter. Second, we'll have to kill it. You two stay here in the ship. I'll get the part. It won't think to look for you here. George begins to make his way out the ship door. I want you to know, George, I'm sorry for what I did. You are not forgiven. But even though we are from two worlds, we are one family. God damn it. <laughs> Again with this. George leaps into the trees on his way back to the lab. Father Cerrone and the man in the yellow hat look around the spaceship apprehensively. All my life, I put my faith in the father, the son, and the werewolf's ghost. There was nothing in my Bible about no space aliens. <laughs> Just trust in your heart. Let fate decide to guide these lies we see. Ah. I put my faith in what I most believed in. And right now, it's nothing. Father Cerrone slinks back and begins to scowl. The man in the yellow hat looks visibly disturbed. Father Cerrone, how, how about a little fresh air? It would do you good. The two then exit the ship. 
Then the giant scorpion crawls out of the jungle and attacks. <laughs> That's pretty cool. Oh shit, father, let me see your rifle. We hear an off-screen. Sorry, you yellow bastard. End of the line. I want no part in this. I ain't dying here for no god, and definitely not for you. Looking out for me, baby. Maybe I'd turn to snakes, I don't know. <laughs> but I'm taking this fucking spaceship. <laughs> you son of a bitch. I should have known not to trust the likes of you. You'll never learn how to drive the ship. Father Cerrone is now in the cockpit, mid-takeoff. <laughs> I don't know, seems pretty easy to me. Catch you later, little baby bird. And, uh, well, well, fuck you. <laughs> Father Stallone flies off into the horizon his newly acquired alien spacecraft. The giant scorpion is now mere feet from the man in the yellow hat, who stands there defenseless. Before he can see what's going on, the scorpion is yanked by the tail into the jungle brush. Two smashing impacts are heard, and we hear the scorpion fall limp. The man looks relieved. George to save the day, of course. That is until the Predator emerges from the jungle, tossing a shred of scorpion shell aside. The Predator walks right up to the man in the yellow hat and stares him down. Quick as a flash, he cuts off both of the man's arms. The man falls to the ground, screaming in agony. The Predator then picks him up by the face and walks him to the nearest tree. The Predator begins smashing the man in the yellow hat's head into the tree until it's pulp. The man's skull and spinal cord are then easily pulled out of the bloody mess that was the body and placed on the Predator's belt as a trophy. Oh, fuck. George then arrives with the now useless spare part. <laughs> he sees the pile of blood and gore that once was his friend. As almost to add insult to injury, the Predator picks up the man's bloody stained yellow hat and fixes it to his tendril-ridden head. Oh, shit. The Predator then plays back the Father Cerrone, saying, Catch you later, little baby bird. George tosses the transmitter aside and lunges at the Predator. The Predator hoists its retractable metal spear at George, who catches it midair. Armed with the spear now, George engages in melee... M <clears throat> melee. George engages in melee combat with the Predator, deflecting the staff strikes with its wrist blade. Eventually, their weapons lock. George overpowers the Predator and breaks one of its blades. George headbutts the Predator repeatedly, and it stammers back near a cliff. Predator fires an auto-aiming shot from his shoulder-mounted pla plasma cannon. It grazes George, but badly burns him. George then tackles a Predator off the cliff. The two plummet down deep into a pond below. They remain locked in combat underwater, repeatedly stabbing each other while sinking to the bottom. The pond fills with red and neon green. What seems to be minutes pass. The winner emerges. Curious George. Yeah! Bloody and bruised, but alive. Yeah. George begins to limp his way off from the pond. But the predator emerges from the water. <gasps> it begins playing back human cackling over its speaker. It sets some sort of bomb timer on its wrist blade. Only to have the wrist pad short out and malfunction from, you know, exposure to fucking water. Yeah. Electronics here. <laughs> With the bomb disabled, the two engage in a final battle. Fatigued and right on the shore of the pond. The Predator claims one of George's eyes in the brawl. And finally, George is able to sweep the Predator's feet out from under it. It falls back into the pond and then is constricted by the Triceraconda, oh! who has emerged from the depth of the watering hole. The Predator is slowly suffocated and dragged to the bottom of the pond. George begins to limp away. The battle won. X amount of years later, Good. We see the evening jungle sky. Spaceships slowly descend upon the planet as an older George observes from an impressively built base. 
With him are a small army of various creatures and experiments, and otherwise. George addresses them all. They may have eradicated the plague that is man, but use us for game. Well, I say we give them a hell of a fight. Who's with me? The vast crowd of Franken-creatures applaud and scream. George chumps on Clifford, the big rabbit dog, <laughs> and puts on the yellow hat. They make their way off into the jungle to begin the fight. The end. Wow. Woo! Title, Curious George vs. Predator, directed by Guillermo del Toro. Yeah! yeah. All right. oh, man. oh, man. Yeah, the, I knew there would be kind of like, wait a minute, we didn't have a title at the beginning. Yeah, <laughs> Perfect. No, uh, yeah, oh, that was, man. That was exactly what I wanted Holy it to be. Holy shit. <laughs> oh man! Oh man! Oh, that that violence is hilarious. Violence, yes. It was. Uh, it was a rich episode. Uh, there was man in the yellow hat. <laughs> there. What is it like? Uh, uh, what's his name? Uh, Bubba Sarone. Uh, Ke- Keanu Reeves is a uh, uh, man in the yellow hat, yeah, yeah. and there is Keanu Reeves. Yeah. Keanu Reeves is the man in the yellow hat. I thought it was. Uh, I forgot. Anyway, we just I mean, I should have made it. John Leguizamo if oh, I wanted to be on brand. Yeah. I don't really know. Thinking about it now, ah, what a, yeah. why the fuck? Yeah, no, <laughs> that's just, look. We've given Johnny Legs hindsight is twenty twenty. We've given Johnny Legs plenty. We're good. We're good. It's We're true. Good. You know, it's like any good sauce. You don't want to apply too much sauce. No. You want to have just enough. Yeah. And you know, um, what I'm saying is Johnny Legs is a sauce. So fuck dirty work. Moving on. Um, um, oh, wow. E.T., the extraterrestrial. Yeah. Um, the 1982, uh, well, actual classic actual classic movie yeah. that we have done on the show now. One of the few actual, like, <laughs> classics. And, of course, we just shit all over it. We did. Uh, we were, zero respect. No, we, and you know no what? Reference. We didn't get any pushback from our fans on that. So, yeah, thanks, I mean, kind of shows you where the cards lie. Yeah. You know what I mean? Thank you, fans. I think we're, uh, you know, we're, you know, yeah. Yeah, I will, probably all in I will say there. this is uh, most notable probably for um, Scott's um, interrupting of Mac and Me facts um, throughout the episode, um, which was and it's I didn't think that people just need to know because you know I mean it's just a, it's ridiculous that uh, you know here it is you know 2019 we're gonna be in 2020 we have a bunch of uh, grown adults mm-hmm. you know uh, uh, you know walking around. Believing that E.T. the extraterrestrial is the original movie, and in fact, it is a blatant, glaring, almost word for word, almost shot for shot ripoff of Mac and Me, um, which is a time honored classic, Mac. And you know, I, you know what I just realized is that Mac and Me kind of sounds like Mac and Cheese. That's I was, maybe that's what they're going for. I, that's yeah, what I think now. After all this time, I think that's what they're going for. Because I thought Mac was maybe just, you know, Big Mac. You know, because McDonald's, you know. I apologize. There's a sidebar on IMDb right now that says, Is Mark Duplass Brad Pitt's doppelganger? (laughs) What? No, he's fucking not. Not even close. I'm looking at a picture of him. They're showing a picture of him. And he doesn't look like Brad Pitt. In your dreams, motherfucker. He's a schlubby guy from the league. Get the fuck out of here. What? And, you know, when we're talking about getting in touch with our roots and we're talking about connecting uh there's really no better movie to connect over with or through than the 1987 uh lost and refound and certainly not forgotten cult classic miami connection uh, whoa uh yeah. this is my favorite episode yeah. ever this is definitely this is definitely way up there side note i saw online today the, like the amazon ad for black friday has a dude in a dragon sound shirt and I was just like, what the Wonderful. fuck is happening? What is this real? How is this happening? But it's real. 
That's real. Yeah. yeah. So good. Miami Connections got mainstream now. And uh, I love this movie. This is a fun old movie. I just put it on in the background sometimes and enjoy it. It's genuinely, like, genuinely a poorly made film, but it's made with such earnestness and such incomprehensible decisions that it becomes like a wonder for the senses. Uh, absolutely. You're totally like sucked in. Um, we did. A, I think that's one of the few films we've ever done a play by play for outside of like a talks or anything. Mm. Um, and, and it, the, you just kind of go mad with all the inconsistencies and leaps of logic and just Yoshido fucking. <laughs> <laughs> no, this was after having all of us having watched this movie, you know, independently and together dozens of times at this point, um, just actually having to sit down and watch it for real, real and, and get what was actually happening in the movie. It, it definitely was a, it was useful for me because it was like oh yeah so there is more of a through line here than I thought um, it's not you know that coherent but it's there yeah. uh, ish you know mm-hmm. uh, and the movie's just great it's good fun you know clips along at a decent pace for a bad movie and uh, yeah what more what more can you ask for you know it's, it's in my it's in it, Miami yeah. uh, or Orlando you know whatever in my if I, I that's the episode I would give to someone. Um, yeah. To, to who's never heard the podcast before, which is our most recent one at this point. Yeah, but, so. but I think that's a really quality one. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. yeah. And if there's any chance that this is the first episode that someone's listening to, first of all, welcome. welcome. Second of all, um, there's basically no chance this is the first episode that someone's <laughs> listening to. Uh, I, I, I think that'd be highly odd to jump in at someone's best of and be like, well, this, movie, this show fucking sucks. Skip. You know, because well, because you didn't you didn't go back. Yeah, you can go back to the face off. Start from E one. Yeah. Oh man. E two. Have you E three? Have you guys listened? Have you listened to E five? Etc. Have we listened to what? Have you listened to Face Off recently? Uh, no. I went through some of the early ones, but Face Off is one I I am so unsatisfied with my material that I presented for Face Off. I can't listen to that. Yeah. Um, you guys were funny. I mean, I don't know. I think we've, what I wanted to say through this is we've definitely come a long, long way. Um, and we're definitely getting better as we go. So, um, you're going to want to dive back, start maybe with episode 11, Shark Tale, um, and go on from there. Mm. Uh, though, Ready Ready Player One's really good. That was episode like eight. Yeah, I mean, there's lots of, I think, you know, it's like with any art form, you know, we were sort of finding our groove and, you know, so if you want to listen to the whole evolution of thing, uh, yeah, but you're not going to miss anything. You can jump episode to episode. By the way, you can jump all the fuck around. Yeah. You do not need to listen to them in succession. I don't know. If um, that, I don't know if that's 100% true. Well, there, okay, so there are some <laughs> references. Yes. Uh, but I think, you know, for the most part, people will get it, you know. Mm-hmm. Well, the uh, book is coming. The uh, The user guide. <laughs> Yeah, uh, yeah. Prequel, sequel, review. Uh, oh, God. <laughs> uh, oh, no. Review uh, manuals. So that's uh, electronics. That's the best of what we got coming this year. Uh, or, I mean, what uh, we delivered. Take that again. Yeah. That's the best of what we had this last season. And uh, we got a lot of great stuff coming to you. Um, I mean, I think we can tease the first episode of the new season. Will that's be? right. We are going to be doing another 1997 plane movie. This one starring Harrison Ford. It's face off i mean air force one (laughs) Uh, and that's gonna be the beginning of season four it's gonna be action-packed it's gonna be fucking awesome don't miss it don't don't go anywhere we're just uh you know 
we're adjusting a life on the high seas. We are. You know, it's going to be a little bit different. Uh, it's going to be a lot more corporate. Uh, we're going to have uh, seafaring uh, occasions. It's going to be port, stern, starboard, bow. Starboard? Starboard. So what else we got looking forward to this season? I mean, we got potentially maybe the Land Before Time dissertation. That's true. Uh, that's true. Um, my thesis on it. If, if I may, I mean, if I may tease another episode. May I tease another episode? Yeah, please. Uh, this is actually a very commonly requested movie for us to do, um, and I'm really excited for us to dive into it. It's the Post. Yeah, the Washington Post, the Nixon Papers. Um, we teased it on many episodes. We're gonna cover it. Oscar-worthy film that may have won Oscars that I don't remember if it did. But Steven Spielberg in the post, it's going to be great. There's no better way to, to learn the truth about a news media organization than through a highly stylized fictional Hollywood <laughs> film. This is just how we dissect down and get to the bottom of what what's really going on it's here, like, guys. You know, that, the expose, if you will. That of crock of shit when they had uh, Tom Hanks playing Walt Disney a few years ago. Oh, yeah. And he definitely wasn't smoking at all. Yeah. Or drinking. I forgot about that, yeah. that movie. Happy I don't remember that at, at all. Oh, yeah. It was a <laughs> yeah. memory hole. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, hey. Um, all aboard. <laughs> no, that was, that was Polar Express. All aboard. Which, I, I mean, as long as we're in train member, I should probably recommend... If there's a train in the movie, I recommend checking it out. Um, you know, we need to celebrate what built the backbone of this country. Uh, trains. It's true. But um, if I may actually tease, a real episode we'll be doing. We're not doing the post. Um, sorry to break. I wasn't about to just like <gasps> nag on you because I didn't know if you like really is. No, no, <laughs> no, no, no. Not sure if bit. I don't see you here because uh, you're in your spectral form. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I, right. I'm in my boat. I'm in Spectral my boat. Peter. Yeah, um, that's slowly sinking. Your boat. The I'm sorry. Um, I'm not consistent with the bit. Yeah, but um, this is actually one of our more requested movies, and we're going to finally take it on. We're going to do Hackers. Um, Ooh. Yeah, it's. Uh, I'm yeah. not going to like bury the lead here. I love this terrible relic of what people thought computers could be. And uh, it's it's insane and stupid and colorful. And Angelina Jolie is there for some reason. Penn Jillette's there for some reason. It's great. A plus movie. Fisher Stevens, who was like one of the Goombas in the Mario Bros. movie, he's like the main hacker yeah, guy. Yeah, he right? he's the main the dude from Short hacker. Circuit. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Was, this movie fucking sucks. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> but it's in a good way. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> yes. So I mean, you guys got your homework now, listeners. Okay. You gotta go watch Air Force One. And maybe you don't have to watch the whole thing. Skip around if you get bored. But. Skip through the opening credits, that's for sure. Yeah. Hey, one thing I'm glad they did away with was opening credits in movies. Yeah, Jesus. Especially when they don't have, like, you know, Tarantino kind of does it right with, like, kind of a cool song that puts you in the mood. But this is just yeah, patriotic yeah. flag-waving. I guess we'll get into yeah, it. Yeah, we will. Yeah, we, we have a lot. We'll have a lot to say on that. Yeah, we will. Uh, and also Hackers, which I'm absolutely certain we will have a ton, a lot, yeah. a lot to say about that as well. Um, and there's some actually like, actual like you know classics in there this season yeah, too. Yeah. So Peter, that boat, I mean it's it's got some water in it, but you could probably make it back across the uh, expanse of ocean from here, right? Yeah, I mean I, mean, I, pro I probably can. I you know, and if not, I I'm just gonna go ahead and push you off there. Uh, and uh, uh, that's presumptious of you, considering I didn't finish my sentence. But I mean, I guess I'm going what? in this direction. What? I, said, I guess I'm going in this direction, but it was kind of rude. Okay, Peter, I, I can't hear you, but send a pigeon when you get back. I was telling so you, you, we'll know. you were rude. You were rude. I think he said that he's really going to miss you. 
that's, I'm sure that's what he said. So hey, uh, thanks for tuning in, folks, and it's been a lovely, uh, it's been a lovely, lovely season to uh, many more. Um, watch your step. And good night. This is ominous. <laughs> watch what? your step. <laughs> I mean. <laughs> Why you say, hey, and, uh, you know, if you're going to listen to our show, you better watch out. You better fucking watch out, because you don't know. I may or may not be one of the most dangerous men on the planet. <laughs> well, uh, that remains to be seen, and we will just have to wait until the next episode to find out if any of that, if any of the allegations come true. <laughs> Stop it. You're making me, you're making me blush. Good night. Good night. It's a good time as any, as, as good of time as any to, um, you know, talk about uh, today's episode being brought to you by Chevy's Fresh Mex. Delicious food at a low price, uh, fun for the whole family. Uh, you might get a free hat. I don't know if they do that anymore. I don't see how that's a, that's a, uh, any sort of good business model. Just giving out hats because they Jagoff says it's their birthday, but that's neither here nor there. Yep. Chevy's Fresh Mex. Yep, uh, Enjoy $14 taquitos and $3 Coronas. Uh, and uh, they, won't, they won't let you get the burger unless you're a kid. <laughs> I feel like that's a personal story. <laughs> yes, it is. <laughs> step right cause you can't run and you can't hide the Mambo 5 Monica has a knife Erica takes your life Sandra has a gun Jessica just for fun this summer a little bit of them makes you their man. You and me, we're gonna touch the sky. Ah! The Mambo Five.